Derek and Jimmy. It's Lonely Town, Killer's Podcast. And we're going to talk about Your Side of Town. We already had a podcast about what we thought Your Side of Town was going to be like. But now it's out. We've heard it. It's been out for a few weeks now as we record. But we're getting to it. The other thing is all these acronyms for things. I need like a little quick reference guide when I'm on the internet to see what songs we're referring to. And, and Your Side of Town's already became uh, acronymed. So... Uh, I don't know. You Killers fans are crazy. Is it that hard to type? <laughs> uh, you know, there's Jag, there's, there's... MOSW. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my, is we going to Moscow? Is what I first think when I see my own soul's warning. <laughs> I don't know why my brain goes to that. So, it's already uh, received a, an acronym, which, uh, you know, is... I think that's pretty successful as far as songs go, but I guess it's because people are, are talking about it. Initial reaction, when the song came out, we saw the little teaser clip and heard some of the music in there. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, we talked about what we might or might not expect. And had people reach out and want to know what we thought about it. I usually need to process things. <laughs> I either love or hate something initially pretty fast. And the more I listen to it, uh, the more I decide if I really do love or hate something. So uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I want to start off, of course, we're going to make this about Nephi. Uh, I don't know if it was supposed to be part of Pressure Machine and didn't fit, if it was going to be its own thing. We kind of talked about that a little bit and uh, some other episodes. Uh, as far as my brain goes, first time, kind of second time through it, uh, I see it as part of, of Pressure Machine. I see it kind of, kind of fitting in there, and I want to talk about that for a minute. Some people might not you know, agree with me, and that's fine too. But I kind of see it as uh, that couple in the, in, the, in the other life song. Mm -hmm. That we're holding hands in the streetlight. If you go through Pressure Machine, there's this couple, and there's couples having problems and relationships and growing together and staying together or not staying together. I see this kind of that same storyline. It might not be that same couple, the runaway horses, all that. It's a guy that's kind of stalkery and uh, starting to have this breakup, I guess it is, and, and missing the girl on, on that side of town. Uh, we'll go through that a little more. But I want to talk about Nephi and how I see it. In my head. Uh, when we first did the podcast, we kind of broke down Nephi and the the layout and geography and stuff around. Uh, but I was thinking, especially when we're like, is this going to be your side of town, Nephi? Is it going to be Vegas? There are showgirls and stuff involved. I thought, what's my side of town even mean to me about Nephi? As far as I'm concerned, and I'm not an expert, and by no way am I saying this is the way it is. Just in my mind, this is how it works. So Nephi, we got Track Street down the middle. You come in from... East to west, we got Track Street. And then you got Main Street going north to south. And uh, I kind of see Nephi in those coordinates, kind of in quarters. So I kind of grew up and am from the uh, uh, southeast side. Jimmy would be from the northeast side. Hey, I, careful how you talk about my side of town. <laughs> uh, we had uh, friends and, and stuff, probably in all, all areas of the town. But mainly, the other side would, I guess, be the uh, west-south side at least for me. And I didn't know a whole lot of people over on the, the northwest uh, as I was thinking about it. But the, the thing of it is, the more I was thinking about that, it's almost like there's little communities within the community. Because there's people that I could talk about that people that grew up around me would know quite well or like this guy or this guy was kind of a character or that kind of thing. And you'd know exactly who it was. But you could go talk to somebody over on your side of town and you guys have your own experiences and stories with people that we have no idea about. So... I just kind of found that interesting for such a small town and community. There are definitely different sides of town. Obviously, this is talking about a couple and 
the guy doesn't want to go over on her side of town, or when he does, he thinks about her, and, and so on and so forth. But I had to get some Nephi in there, and in my mind, it's still part of the storyline from uh, Pressure Machine, and with all those couples and things, I think the theme kind of runs in there. Obviously, the sound is not Pressure Machine, but that was my initial, initial take before I get into lyrics or anything, Jimmy. Well, I think you're wise to wait before passing too much judgment. I was thinking about Boy that came out a year ago. You know, the first time I heard it, my thought was, why does it sound like Brandon's head is underwater? I'm part of the, you know, why, why, why did they go with the sound of, of distorting his voice? But now when I listen to it, I don't really hear that. I just hear, you know, I hear Boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of that on Hot Fuss that, you know, I don't really pay attention to. I just know these these really awesome songs from that have been a part of my life for the last 20 years so. You know, my, my initial reaction to hearing your side of town was more of that distortion and really heavy synthesizer it wasn't really the kind of killer songs that I that are my favorite. But you know, as time has gone on, it's it's grown on me a lot. I like it I like it more now than I did on the on the first sound. And you know, some of that first time sound that caught me off guard is now you know just blended into the to the sound of the song. I don't know that's, if that makes any sense, but that's how it works for me. <laughs> and uh, you know, as you were talking about others sides of town of Nephi, I think of it in those same quarters, but I also think, you know, kind of two appendages that are, are kind of their own side of town, <laughs> one which being Nebo Heights area, you know, that's on the northeast side as well, but I don't really feel like it's part of my part of town. And then the other part is the south side where the newer elementary school is. I don't even know what it's called. Does it have a name? <laughs> Over by Turkey Hill. <laughs> I think there's probably an official name, but yeah. I, Red Cliffs Elementary, is that the Red new Cliffs one? Elementary, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that part of town didn't even exist when I was growing up in Nephi. So to me, it's it's not part of your part of town, even though it's on the south southeast. So uh, I thought that was interesting to think in those terms. I hadn't thought of it that way until you brought it up. So yeah, and I mean, I I don't know. There was there's a very '80s feel, and I kind of thought that too. Brandon's mindset of going back to things that inspired him and going back to Nephi. Uh, we've talked about it a lot, but he's listening to 80s pop music and kind of this stuff with the, but he's got the synth going and it's very that way. I mean, there's a lot of inspiration from like the New Order and Depeche Mode and that type of feel. I'm sure he's done interviews about all the bands I'm missing that were in there. And that was, we had a, a friend that said, you know, it wasn't really into it. And I was like, well, I want to know what your brother thinks. He was, <laughs> in, he was around, like introduced me to Erasure and, and some of that stuff. Yeah. And that would be more Brandon's brother's age who was introducing him to that music and at that time frame and stuff, that's what he was listening to. So uh, it was definitely like a, you know, a 80s pop song. Like you could see it some dance club going. Uh, so that feel might be, might have been the annex part of town sound at the time. I don't know. And, and feeling, but uh, at first I was kind of like, like you, I was kind of like, this is a little much. This might be a little, little too much. I do like the first of it that, Dun 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 dun. Yeah, I, I'm not very, I was gonna say that's my I favorite part. I, I'm not very musical to say it, but that bam, like that, that kind of just hits. That's part of the trailer. Yeah, I like that, and in the song too, like that was like the part where I'm like, all right, here we go, and I, I think live, like building up to that kind of crescendo, and just bam, here we go, mm-hmm. would be really cool to hear and experience. The the actual song kind of was interesting in the lyrical context and where it went was very similar. I think. I don't remember if it was you or somebody else in the group, but they said something. We have a text group and we talk about our stuff for, for people that don't have friends. Friends talk about things. I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, I, I forget what we do on the podcast and separate with each other sometimes, but uh, they kind of said it was reminiscent of Andy, your star, uh, part two. And I can kind of see that, uh, kind of the stalkery boyfriend that's going around town trying to find the girl and, and follow her. The music's uh, definitely different, but the storyline's there. And Brandon was interviewed and talked about how he kind of had a jealous streak, especially when he was younger, and how some of that just came out in this song, and he's since worked on it and doesn't think he has those tendencies anymore. But uh, with him saying that, you can go back to Hot Fuss and Andy, your star, and kind of this character that was creeping around and stuff. Maybe there was more uh, to Brandon in there somewhere of of this this personality. I still don't think he was hiding in the bushes and stalking people, but... You know, a little more possessive. We He talks about perfection in there. I don't know. A lot of this is just coming out with, this is just Brandon's personality kind of coming out in the lyrics and in touch with Nephi, but telling the story through uh, couples, which he's been doing for the last couple albums here. So it wasn't what I expected. And at first it was kind of a little much for me. But like you're saying, the more I've listened to it, the more it's, it's kind of good. I'd like to see it live. That, that's where I came down with mm. it, especially with that big, you know, opening and stuff. I, I'd like to see it live. I don't know what's going to be in my playlist every day, but when it comes up, I, I take the time to listen to it. Yeah, you you mentioned the article or the interview Brandon did. I wanted to read from it because it plays into a lot of the, the comments I have about the song. But it says, it's like a collision of a lot of the music that inspired us and influenced us. The Killers, Brandon Flowers, Tills Apple Music of your side of town. I hear Pet Shop Boys. I hear New, or- New Order. I hear Depeche Mode. But at the same time, I really do feel like I can take ownership of it. It doesn't feel like a copy. Lyrically, Lil Flower sees a creepier side of himself in the song. I like to say I'm always lurking, even if I'm being vague in a song or if it's fictional. You can't completely remove yourself. So I think when I was a young man, I had some very jealous tendencies and things like that with girls. And obviously, I've outgrown that now, but I think I sort of tapped into that with the song and some of those frustrations I felt in my late teens. So, yeah, you read that. You can't help but think of what was going on in Nephi at the time. <laughs> I can't help but think of Andy, you're a star. Um, for me, it was uh, easily connected to Jenny was a friend of mine, Lonely Town from his solo work, uh, Andy, you're a star, and then a song that I just had to plug, Brand New Key by Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> the true star of the show. <laughs> About somebody who's always going around somebody's house trying to find them and... They're trying to avoid him, but they can't quite get the clue. So yeah, the only the only reference I missed there was Pet Shop Boy. So I did pretty good on the uh, the inspiration. Yeah. I'd also say uh, go back to Mr. Brightside or uh, you know some of those jealousy. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it, it, it's it's always been there. I guess maybe Vegas was a little more stalkery, Brandon too. Well, he was uh, getting into some young ladies. How does he know it was only a kiss? He confronts her. It was only a kiss. Like, how did he even know it happened? I, maybe I always thought, oh, she must have. They must have had a talk, and she told him. But maybe he was lurking around and watching her with uh, whoever. I don't know. Goobler. Goobler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 kind of interesting there. It, it's Brandon just expressing himself uh, lyrically. It's uh, it's kind of a deeper song, but it kind of gets pushed over by the music. It's a lot louder. It's a lot uh, more more of the heavy beats and stuff that people tend to like from uh, more reminiscent of Hot Fuss. Uh, but also, um, I don't know if it was auto-tuned. I've heard and read a few different things that there was some other procedure It's not auto-tuned. <laughs> it sounds auto-tuned. Uh, the result is similar. Yeah, the result's similar. Kind of messing with the vocals a little bit. And 
that's fine to explore or whatever. It's not my favorite part. I think Brandon and his voice, he's been working on that for years, and I think he's got it down to where it needs to be. But, hey, if that's what you want to explore, and that's what you want to do, more power to you. I could see this. Uh, I'm not going to be out to many discotheques in the clubs or anything, Jimmy, but I could see this uh, hitting the dance floors and, and people reacting to it. Yeah, I think uh, some of the assumptions that I, I can make about the song, just from the lyric, you know, about the, the characters in the song. First, he's talking about your side of town, so they're obviously on different sides of town. So he, he's having to make an effort to go try to find and see her, and definitely brings out more of the stucker, stuckerish feel to it. And then there's also the question I have through the song is, you know, there's obviously a history between the two question for me is how how one-sided is it did she ever reciprocate or is this all just in his head mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know plays into the other songs that i mentioned that you know it starts out saying if i could put my arms around you would you remember how it feels so if you're remembering it it's happened before but was it just in his head <laughs> or was it that much of an embrace or just yeah. a friendly hug yeah is it... and then the difference between a love song and a stalker song is a really fine line and he says if i could put my arms around you i can't help but think of she couldn't scream while I held her close from mm-hmm. Jenny. Where is he wanting to hug her or is he wanting to really not if, let go? I can't have you. I can't let you. Can. I can't let yeah. you go. Yeah, you really need to let me go right about now. <laughs> With the jealousy. I also caught a part in there uh, about a dreamer till the end um, mm-hmm. in the lyrics there. And that reminded me of Boy too of this uh, this town. What is it? The part about isn't big enough for jet fuel dreams. That's the part I'm trying to come up with. So. I kind of uh, a dreamer to the end, and then it kind of goes back to boy and uh, the jet fueled dreams. This town wasn't big enough for that, so I thought there was a little connection there on the writing of it. Um, I'm guessing this would have had to take place on the southwest, Jimmy. I can't think of any <laughs> anything else. But uh, when you're kind of new and getting your driver's license, and you're starting to get those crushes, and you're adolescent and hormones, and going through all that stuff. I don't know if you did this as much, but I know me and a couple friends. We, we when you go for rides. Because around Nephi, we've talked about it. We didn't have much entertainment. Uh, internet was new, if it existed at all. So we'd go drive around town and stuff. And at night, you'd go driving around. Uh, you'd sometimes have your little loops where you'd go, and you might happen to go past the same girl's house that you might be interested in, just to see if she was home, if the car's there, what's going on. And you just had your loop. You wouldn't tell your friends that's what you're doing. You're just going for a drive. But a few of you <laughs> happen to go by the same houses and... Uh, that could also kind of be in there. You go into that side of town you're not that familiar with, driving around and going down that street to see, is she home? Is somebody else there? What's going on? You know, I, I'm not saying that's what was happening here, but he <laughs> kind of grew up in the same era and we kind of did the same thing. So and you're on that side of town there and might be a, she's there, around. There might be a little bit of a system to your aimless driving around. Yeah, yeah it wasn't just <laughs> as random as you wanted people to think it was. And uh I, yeah, I, I mean, the song is the song. Uh, there's a few lyrics in there, but it was pretty pretty basic stalkery, wondering where you're at, and we'll see. The video hasn't been released yet. If there's going to be a video, I'm guessing it's going to be that Vegas showgirl thing that was kind of in the, the teaser. Um, even with that, who knows? Sometimes we get uh, videos, and they're not necessarily... It's a, it's a director or somebody else's uh, idea or inspiration of the song. It's not necessarily a reflection of... Brandon or the band's interpretation of the song either. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind, it's still a Nephi song, and that's why. But I could obviously, uh, I could obviously concede that it could be very much uh, a Vegas or other other ways. I'm not going to die on that hill, but that's that's what I got. And Dreamer till the end, and the town wasn't made for for uh, 
jet fuel dream, so he had to get out of town and ended up in Vegas, and now he's Mr. Brightside. <laughs> One of the other lines, it says, Would you remember how it feels to bask in the glow of my protection? Protecting from who? From you? Is you're you're the only one she needs protection from. Yeah, I kind of get that stalkery mindset and feel of like, I'm going to protect you, and I'm going to take care of you. And you I'm the only how, one that can. You remember how great I am and, and that kind of thing, and I do think that is, uh, like you're saying, it's a very one-sided conversation and mindset. And when she, he says, stumble and fall head over heels, I can't help but think of him pushing someone down the stairs. <laughs> you know, it's like, falling head over heels is a great love theme. But it could also end in someone dying. So you're going very old still. Old, yeah, old many men. This. Yeah, you're going back to the heart of hot fuss. I'll sweep you off your feet again. So you knock, knock. Yeah. Anyway. See, I, I see is the the couple uh, that were holding hands in the in the spotlight in the other life. What might have happened? But I see it now as reflecting <laughs> on the breakup of if I could just get her back. He's down at the factory working or whatever, but. Uh, if I could just get her back, I'd show her how great I was, you know, want that, that one more shot. But uh, like Jimmy said, there's a fine line there from from uh, jealousy, murder, uh, infatuation, uh, from being a good thing and being something that's a little too creepy. Yeah, as far as uh, connections to Lonely Town, the song Lonely Town, not the podcast, of course. There's no creepy stalkers in Lonely Town podcast, but... Well, where were you last night? <laughs> He says, I'm hanging on your side of town. In Lonely Town, he says, now I'm standing outside your house. Um, in your side of town, he says, I notice when you're not around. In Lonely Town, he says, life without you not around. So both times he's talking about using the same words. And then, uh, with my experience, I'm better off just backing down. Makes it sound like this has happened before. He's crossed the line and he's close to doing that again. And then we're on the lyric where he says, hallucinations on the shoulder of the borderline. I think the borderline isn't, you know, I was thinking, was that what he's talking about Vegas? How close is Vegas to the border? It's probably, it's probably a line that he's about to cross. <laughs> With his experience, it's better not to cross that line. Um, Which means he's crossed it before. <laughs> yeah, and then it goes, and then it goes to the darkest lyric in the whole song. Serrated edges of the blade are scraping over the leather. <laughs> I guess we couldn't keep it together. So, you know, in Lonely Town, he talks about he says, did you see the knife when it cut? And also, I'm hanging on the end of the, this rope. You know, two two weapons that can be used in hurting someone that, I don't know, maybe I've, there's just, I've seen too many Brandon's lyrics that are dark that that's where my mind goes is the serrated edge. You know, sounds sounds like it's getting more threatening as the song goes on. There's two, there's one other theme that, uh, based on the interview we talked about in a previous episode, and just with the direction the killers are heading, I couldn't help but read into this potentially the end of the killers. So let me let me share why, and then we can talk about it. But you cut the power, but mine is raging, a dreamer till the end. So I can't help but think, you know, my, my first thought is, oh, this is a relationship that he wanted to continue, but she she turned off the lights on. But I can't help but think of it in terms of the band. He still has this drive. Maybe the power's gone out for the other members or some of the other members. And then um, the other part is where he says, I guess we couldn't keep it together. I thought we had it covered forever. And that might be seen from the fa a fan of the killers thinking, guys, you know, just seeing the response to that interview, guys, I thought this was going to, I thought we were going to get a new, get new music every year for the rest of our lives. You're talking about taking a break, maybe, maybe having a breakup, maybe, you know, going a different direction. I thought we had this figured out. You guys give us a song, then you go on tour 
you know, or you come to my home. You know, this yeah. is what this is what one of the members of the band wants to do, maybe not the other. So I couldn't help but read a little bit of that into it. It's probably not there, but you know, based on the situation and the the interviews that were coming out right after the song was released or right as it was released, I couldn't help but see some of that in the lyrics and wonder. Uh, you know, is it is this a breakup? <laughs> I guess wish we could stay together forever. Is that a, a, a stalker talking to his his crush or his ex, or is this is this about the killers? themselves so that's a very great point i didn't i didn't think about it in that context and so i mean from a fan to a stalker isn't like kind of the same relationship right like <laughs> brandon goes out okay, on stage we, we, we from a distance. you're not in my you're not touring you're, he doesn't know who we are yeah mm-hmm. we're, we're watching you we come to every show we're, we're at the barricade and now you're not gonna come where are you at like you know i thought this was forever like you're saying so i think there's a lot of ways you could you could uh interpret that you've I, been I, part of my life just because i'm not I'm not part of yours doesn't mean well, I don't see greatest, it as a relationship. He's the greatest thing. Brandon, Brandon doesn't recognize me. He hugged me once. You know, he, but, we made eye contact one time. Yeah, like, I thought we were going to keep it together. <laughs> anyway, no, I think that's a, a great way to look at it. And uh, with whatever's going on in the band, um, that could be interpreted that way. Uh, we know a couple members have went out and done solo projects. We know Brandon's done solo projects before. But uh, one thing we do know is Brandon's a workhorse, and he's got that... Uh, I would say blue collar mindset. He doesn't take time off really, and even if he does, he's working on something. So if he's going to do it, he's going to go and do it 100. percent And you know, if somebody wants to be with him, I'm sure he's more than happy to have you along for the ride. But he's not going to wait on you either. He's he's going to go do it. So that that could be that could be a, a with the interview and stuff that could very well be um, a good interpretation, or who knows. I mean, it's just me projecting. It's obviously speculation from our point, but that's, I hadn't thought about it at that point at all. And and uh, you could argue the cause for sure, or the case. Yeah, and the, la- the last two lines that uh, scream Jenny to me <laughs> are a broken heartbeat, barely alive, and now it's harder to breathe. But the question I ask is for who? <laughs> for him because the relationship's over or for her because he's yeah he's gone crazy? Yeah, it could be, again, interpreted both ways. Barely alive, broken, heartbeat, can't breathe. Sometimes you have that first, uh, or I guess at this point it wouldn't be first, but big heartbreak, you had a crush, and that just got, hey, you're creepy, get away from me, uh, you stalker, why are you on the side of town? Like, yeah. this isn't where you belong, uh, it was never anything, and he's heartbroken, or, yeah, he uh, he kills her, who knows? And uh, either way, I guess it's not a great outcome. <laughs> I rode my bicycle past your window last night. Yeah, I roller skated to your door <laughs> at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. Oh, maybe I should take a clue. Maybe. Were you and Brandon listening to Melanie back in the day? <laughs> Was that something you introduced? No. Just me and Painter. <laughs> I uh, I played that song. So the other day when you sent that over to me, I played that song for my wife who had heard it before. And I told her how great we used to listen to that. And just, I don't know. We enjoyed that song. And uh, I don't think she caught the vision. It's a good novelty song, yeah. Yeah. It's not like After, <laughs> your real favorite song. I guess if time. the killers do break up, we could always start uh, the Melanie Brand New Key podcast. Where we <laughs> <laughs> Look for that. Yeah, so the only other thing I had on this song was there's one line that I read Nephi into specifically. And it might be a stretch for some people, but for me, it was an easy catch. He lived there. The streets are dripping with decisions of a quiet kind. So when I think of dripping streets, I think of quicksand streets from Pressure Machine. And when he's talking about quiet, you know, I circle the word quiet on my paper here because 
Nephi has a song about, and there's another town song called Quiet Town about Nephi. So when he talks about quiet uh, streets or dripping streets, for me, that's that's the Nephi connection. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing on that. Uh, usually when it's a town song, it relates to Nephi, at least in our mind. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas is a city, Nephi is a town, and uh, Quiet Town, exactly. So I agree with that. So have you made a, a decision yet on, on how you feel about the song? It's been out a couple of weeks. I like the song overall. It's not an everyday playlist thing, but I think if it's one of those things where you kind of want to get pumped up a little bit with that intro and stuff, I can do that. Or if you're just wanting that 80s beat, it's kind of new wavy feel. Um, as far as my Killers playlist and stuff, I that's probably not quite there. But if it comes on the radio, I'm not, I'm not changing the station. I'm not going to go out. Unless I'm feeling it, I'm not going to go out and just look for it and play it but if it comes up i'm not i'm not tuning out what you're about not, you you're not gonna go to the concert and hold up a sign that says play your side of town well that's They're the gonna problem i want to hear your side of town at least <laughs> once live because i want to hear that intro that boom boom you know yeah i like that but I, if it doesn't happen i'm not gonna be heartbroken whereas if uh, other songs aren't like in the in the salt lake one when uh they brought up the drummer and i thought we were gonna miss out on uh, uh all these things that i've done I was a little heartbroken because we'd seen the set list before and they added that. Yeah. I thought they were going to cut that. And I was like, oh, no, we have to hear that song. <laughs> if this one was to you know, be replaced or not there at the next show I go to, I'd, I'd be just, I'd be fine, just fine. But also, I would like to hear it live. So it's not, it's not my favorite. Um, I really like Hot Fuss, though. And it, it'd fit in the Hot Fuss and stuff, but I, for me, it's just not. Did it, Hot Fuss grow on you? Did I, you like it from the beginning? Or? I think I, well... It was a little weird from the beginning, and we've talked about that before because I was just trying to figure out if this was the same brand and, and what was going on there. But I do think, like, Mr. Brightside, and uh, somebody told me I really liked from the beginning. I don't know about all the other songs, to be honest. I'd have to go back and really think about it. But I, I'm sure this will be one that kind of grows on me, and especially with the Nephi connection where I have it in there. Uh, whether or not it's true or not, I think it's, <laughs> it's going to go down as a, a pressure machine addition to my to my mindset. So all it takes is in your head. To yeah, make it, uh, I can make it true. I can make it true. I can tell myself that's the way it is. So it's a. I'd say it's a solid. It's a solid song. Um, I don't hate it. I guess that's obvious. Yeah. But I don't also love it. I don't know. Yeah, and I think I didn't. I didn't love it at first, and it's grown on me. I think I've seen a lot of people online say the same thing that it's. It's one that grows on you with, with time. So I always worry about saying that kind of thing because when people say that something isn't, some food is an acquired taste, to me that means it's disgusting, but over time you get desensitized to how gross it is <laughs> and you can eat it. But, you know, with music, that's that's not how music works for me. I just worry about saying that way that makes it sound like this is a bad song that after you hear it enough times, you don't mind it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes your taste buds change. Yep. And so I think at the same time, uh, your your choice of music or your your earbuds, I guess you change a little bit. Taste buds and earbuds. I, I think it's really, if you grew up in the 80s or had that nostalgia, I think uh, those certain people from that certain era, I think this is really up their alley. And I think it's kind of that way. Uh, some of us weren't as much into that or that wasn't our, our primary music coming up. So it's a little shift from what we're used to, but it's... Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I don't think it's anything that you hear you should listen to multiple times because you're going to pick up different things and you're a different person than you were a week ago when you first started it. So maybe you're late more or less. But there's songs I thought was, you know, the next big thing in this awesome song. And now if I hear it, it's almost a joke. So it's uh, it's all perspective, Jimmy. 
Yeah, I definitely think the the intrigue and double meanings in the lyrics make me like it more. It might be seen as a repeat of themes, but they're themes I I like to see how he takes them and how he how he works them in to a song. So that definitely helps me to have the to see all the connections with those other songs. I also think sometimes there's a buildup, and uh, in my mind I make up how things are going to be or what they're going to be. And so if it's not that, which is obviously isn't going to be, because I'm not a musician, and if it was what I thought, it'd be horrible, right? I mean, you know, but I think in my head I have this, oh, this is how the Nephi album's going to be, or this is how whatever. So when it's, hey, this new Killer song's coming out, and you hear just a little bit of it, but not enough to... Well, we knew it was coming out anyways, and like, well, in my head, this is all the things it could be. And then it comes out, and it's like, oh, that's nothing what I thought it was going to be at all. So is that me kind of disappointed that it didn't turn out exactly how I imagined it? But then when you listen to it, you're like, but it's still really good, or still good, or, you know, that kind of a feel, too. So I think that might have been a little bit with it, and I think that's kind of the problem with albums and stuff is uh, fans are like, oh, yeah, the new whatever album's coming out, I can't wait. They're counting down the minutes the album comes out at midnight. They listen to it, and it's horrible because it's never going to meet your expectations. And like, oh, Hot Fuss was so much better. Well, because you didn't know Hot Fuss was going to happen, and you stumbled <laughs> upon it, and you had no expectations that blew your mind. And Samstown comes out, and everybody hates it because it's not Hot Fuss, but then 10 years later, it's the best album they've ever heard because, you know, not only do you change, but, like, you don't have that anticipation <laughs> in what you think it's going to be. So I kind of think this way the same is, like, I had Pressure Machine, and these are Pressure Machine kind of leftover songs, even though I know it's not going to be the same. Uh, musically, I thought it'd be a little more upbeat, up-tempo, kind of more like Boy. When I hear it, I'm like, well, that's not like uh, Pressure Machine at all. This is this is horrible. And then I listen to it, I'm like, no, if I didn't know anything about Pressure Machine anyways, and it was this new Killer song that came out, and I wasn't listening to all the Killer stuff and doing a podcast about it, and I just happened <laughs> to hear it on the radio, I think that's kind of a cool song and a cool take, and it got some good sound to it, so... I think some of that is just people's expectations get way too high, and Brandon's already striving for perfection. Yeah. He puts that in all the lyrics. He's he's talking about that or after gigs and stuff. It didn't go perfect, so I think there's a lot of uh, the bar set pretty high, and I think sometimes we have to be realistic and take a step back and say, if you'd never heard Hot Fuss before, and this album or this single just came out on the radio, and you're hearing it for the first time, what would you think? And if I go and think about it that way, it's a lot better than a lot of things on the radio right now. Or that I hear on, I say radio like I'm an old man. <laughs> it's streaming. It's a lot better than the things I hear streaming right now. But especially newer stuff in my mind. But I'm also biased to the killer. So who knows, Jimmy? Who knows? Are, are there any bands that are like that for you where you like their early stuff, but since their new stuff doesn't sound exactly the same, you kind of lost interest? Um, probably. Well, a lot of, like, you get the bands that kind of tour around, you know, and they're just playing the old stuff, and that's all you want to hear. Like, if I go see Aerosmith, I don't want to hear stuff from uh, newer albums. You want to hear the vintage old classics. Or if you go to Rolling Stones concert, I mean, I know they're putting out a new album now, which I'm kind of interested in hearing, but, like, I really want to hear stuff from, you know, I don't know, probably pre-80s almost. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go see Paul McCartney, you don't want to hear new stuff, you want to hear Beatles. I mean, I, I don't know. So, yeah, that's where I think it's hard being a band, too, and growing, because Brandon wants to keep putting out new music and stuff, but people want the old old stuff. But a majority of my music, I guess, if I'm going to go see 
see you, I probably want to hear the old classic stuff. Um, I don't know too many bands that come out and here's a new song and people are excited about it. Yeah, I think for me, the the one that comes to mind for me is Pearl Jam. Because <laughs> I, once I was introduced to them, probably by Mike Painter, um, and got to know all their great songs, when, you know, by the time the early 2000s came and they were going to come out with, keep coming out with music, I'm like, oh, yes. And then it came out and I was like, eh. And then they kept coming out with music. Eh. <laughs> I even say like Metallica. Like in high school, I was a big band, and uh, me and Mike were kind of known as whatever. I remember running into a guy like after high school, and like you, and Mike, still hanging out. I'm like, yeah, I see him. You guys have been going to Metallica shows, and I think we went to one Metallica concert ever. But for some reason, <laughs> that was kind of what we were known as. I don't know why. A little bit. We we're Beavis and Butthead, I guess. We had the shirts. I don't know. Uh, I don't even think we had Metallica shirts. But anyways, um, you know, up to a point. We we're listening and following them, but I don't. Even, I know they just had a new album come out. Haven't listened to any of it, <laughs> and even going back to a few previous albums, pretty much since I don't know, probably Garage Inc. Maybe yeah, or some of the S and M stuff. I really haven't really haven't followed. But if they came in concert, I'd probably go. But I wouldn't want to hear you know Unforgiven Three has. <laughs> I have no, I have no desire to even listen. What if it, to it sounds like one and two? Yeah, exactly. Well, even well one and two, two doesn't. I don't even know two if I really care about that so much. So, I guess yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other bands like. Oh, I'm just. I have to stand up for Unforgiven Two because I like that one too. You like that? I, I don't know. Maybe I'll go re- rediscover it. Uh, I was a big. Uh, Got like, the single at Circuit I, City. I like the Blues Traveler. Uh, kind of that was my my band kind of growing up too, and like I don't keep up with any of their new stuff either. So I, Smashing Pumpkins, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know Billy Corgan kind of gets mad in interviews because uh, he doesn't want to be a nostalgic act. I, I listen to a lot of Billy Corgan because he's a pro wrestling fan like myself, which just came out in some interviews. But he owns uh, a wrestling company, so uh, sometimes podcasts and stuff I listen to will have Billy Corgan on to talk about what he's doing. But it always goes back to music and that kind of thing. And I know you're Smashing Pumpkins guy from back in the day, too. But they'll bring up stuff or, like, they'll try to say, well, you know, people like wrestling because of nostalgia of growing up. And it's kind of a comfort food of, like, reminds you of your, when you're a kid and kind of like your music. And whenever they say that, he just won't have it. He's not a nostalgic act. His music's not nostalgia. And, you know, he's putting out new music and, and progressing. And he's very, I mean, he's very uh, adamant about that. So... But he hasn't stayed relevant in the music world. Yeah, if you go to a Smashing Pumpkins concert, you're wanting to hear 1979, and you're wanting to hear Zero, and you don't really care what he was doing with uh, Zwan or whoever. Yeah. You know, I, which it would be hard to be relevant. Yeah, that's what's so impressive about the Killers, is that they've been able to do that. I mean, yeah. I guess they weren't around in the 90s, but we're comparing them to 90, a lot of 90s bands. Well, that was kind of more our era. I mean, yeah. you know, who came out at the same time as them? I, you'd have to go... Look, Strokes, maybe. Strokes, or I don't know, Black Keys around that time. I'm trying to think of some of those, but... White Stripes. White Stripes. I mean, you know, and, and bands come and go and, and progress and stuff, but they have kept relevant and their singles come out, but they're probably not as popular as they were in the early, you know, 2000s. Um, at least kids grow up and you can't just go to shows all the time, but I think they've got kind of a fan base in there. I kind of think kind of like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, maybe. They seem to have kept relevant and their stuff keeps on, on yeah. the radio and... I do kind of like That's their new sound. When new new uh, Chili Peppers come out, I, I listen to it and like it. When I see that concert, and I think the Killers are kind of more relatable to that side of for me, anyways, mm-hmm. than than some people where you just want to go hear the first album and don't play anything else. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good example that I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, other people can too. Or even like uh, I don't know. I'm kind of curious about this new Guns N' Roses now that they've got back together. 
there's that whole Chinese democracy stuff that came out and everybody loved the first stuff and then they broke up for like forever and now they're back together touring but they're supposed to be putting out an album I'd probably be interested in hearing what that sounds like but I don't know it's music is weird and uh, we all got our, our preference and what we like and don't like and it's kind of a buffet you just go and take what you like and that's what you you consume and stuff you don't like you don't have to so yeah a little bit of a side topic but yeah <laughs> I got derailed a little bit but I think it was it's worthwhile Welcome to our side of town. Yeah. What about you on your feeling of the song? Where Where you at? Is it? Yeah, I think uh, I didn't like it at first, but it's growing on me. I I'm probably in the same boat. It's probably you know mid tier. You know, it's definitely not one that I don't like. There are some like that, but yeah, we'll see how it goes over time. But for now, it's anyway. Yeah, if it's on, I'll listen to it. I've been playing it a lot, listening to it, trying to get ready to talk about it. And you know, I still like it. It's just not like I'm more of a when you were young and. That that kind of sound is more of my preference, but well, with all that being said, uh, is a other episode down from Lonely Town. Nephi. 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 Nephi.